You are listening to Smaller on the Outside, the first, best, and only Doctor Who podcast that you just can't miss. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and visit our webpage at sotopodcast.wordpress.com. It's called the TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. It is. Go on, say. Most people do. <laughs> Smaller on the outside. Hey, what's up? And welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotocast. My name is Dave, and I am dead tired. Now, I will be your time lord this evening, <laughs> and with me, as always, is... Andy! Who is the companion. Yeah, I, I worked forever, so... Boys and girls do not work in a busy uh, cafe on a Saturday, alright? Not a good idea. Anyways, this was the sixth episode of Doctor Who today, otherwise known as pretty much the halfway point of the season. Yep. Um, because... Also known as the caretaker... <laughs> yeah, the episode was called The Caretaker, but it was also the one with the spillage. Anyways. Now, now here's something. Before we get into the episode, the name of the episode, before before I watched the show, I was thinking it might um, be bringing back the story. Do you remember the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe? Yeah. He referred to himself as The Caretaker in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I thought maybe they're going back to those people or something. Because he did say he might, you know, show up again. If you ever need my help, just make a wish, right? Yeah. So I thought I thought maybe maybe they would be going back to that, but I guess not. Yeah. Um, before we actually talk about the episode, let's talk about some announcements. Past few weeks, we've been talking about bandwidth and been changing and turning into a pro account on Podomatic, and we did all that. And still, we still have the problem that if you download from a, a computer on Podomatic, you're going to get a random string of numbers no matter what. Really? Uh, they changed the, the name, and that's it. They'll keep the same file. They won't uh, compress or change it at all other than to change the name, which I find really dumb. Does the does the file have metadata in it um, so that if you load it up in iTunes or whatever, it'll automatically name it right? Good question. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, we should check that out. I know that if you download it on any actual podcast players on applications, it'll have a perfect title and metadata there, though, if you do that. But it could right. just be downloading straight from the web page itself instead of the file. And I'm not that, I, I have no idea. Okay. And the only time I'll give you a random string of numbers is if you download from the computer on Podomatic. Everything else should be fine. But there that just that I have no idea how to change. It is what it is. <laughs> um, okay. Which is kind of unfortunate. But I have, I have a feeling that if you download it and import it into iTunes it'll work. It might. Like it'll it'll give you it'll give you the right name and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, but you really don't need to do that anyway, since you can get it on iTunes, on the on the right, podcast. Right. Well, I mean, not just iTunes, but like you know, Windows Media Player or anything like that. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. But if that's you, if you're the one that's downloading from the computer, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> Though, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's probably true for, like, everybody on the stinking site. I haven't actually checked. I was going to check that today to see if that if you download somebody else's podcast on the site, if it does the same thing. Um, yeah. My guess is it probably does. But anyways, yeah, let's get back to the episode called uh, The Caretaker. Every time I see you, it's like you're what? in a rush, in a state. How was you? Sorry I'm late. Who are you having dinner with? I can't keep doing this. The next few days are all about you. I'm the new caretaker, John Smith. Welcome to Colville, Mr. Smith. Thanks. Problem. Solution. Destroy. So this episode was... I think a pretty uh, important episode all around, and pretty decent. I'm, yeah, this was. I think this is a pretty important episode, written in part again by Stephen Moffat. Again. Yeah. And that's, that's five out of six episodes. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's relatively important all around, and it has a pretty good, decent plot. Basic Doctor Who episode. You know, it's really. I think he's. I think Stephen Moffat came up with the with the story behind uh, Danny Pink, and so he's probably been writing all the episodes that probably feature this, him, which is, which has been a lot of them He could so just far. be writing Pink's part. Could be, yeah. That could be what he's credited for, is uh, Pink's backstory and uh, everything that's going on with him. Yeah. What's interesting to note is that all of these episodes, they release a kind of a retro movie poster for every single of these episodes. And I've been posting them. Oh on... yeah, I know they did that last year, or not last year, season, season they seven, had, whenever that yeah. was. Yeah, uh, last year had um, had a f- had a few really good ones too. Uh, they weren't retro though. They were they look like uh, actual movie posters. Um, these ones are kind of like cartoony, kind of like two two colors. Um, yeah. And everybody's an outline, and it has goofy like taglines and stuff like that. Um, cool fonts, and so this this year it's a lot of retro movie posters. I've been posting these on our WordPress site, which is sotopodcast.wordpress.com, so you can check those out for all the uh, ones so far, as well as the um, just the basic episodic images that they released, which are pretty cool this year as well. I want to I want to I just downloaded the last podcast um, from Podomatic and it has no metadata in it. So if you plug it into iTunes, it'll just have the weird file name. That is incredibly strange because regular apps will do it just fine. You'll now maybe there's a way we can set that up. I don't know. I've been you know I've looked through the uh, website and I have not seen anything like that. Okay. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so the episode starts off, and what's basically going on is Clara is pretty much balancing or juggling her life with the Doctor and her life with Mr. Pink. Uh, now, does this seem did this seem familiar to you? Season it. seven, we did the same thing with Amy and Rory. Yeah. Amy and Rory were trying to balance between. Uh, staying with the doctor or staying at their regular lives. Yeah, so they ended up they ended up deciding staying with the doctor, but there was a whole episode. Uh, it was the Power of Three that was dedicated to that story. Yeah, well, that's not exactly how it goes on this episode, but right. But she, it, that just kind of reminded me of that a little bit in the beginning. Yeah. yeah, she's basically just juggling her life with the doctor and her life with uh, Pink and how they're kind of 
both similar but also very different from each other at the same time. And basically, <laughs> Mr. Pink there, he's uh, he's got some trust issues or something. Like, at the very beginning, he's asking her if... He, not if she's cheating on him, but more like, what What have you been doing? <laughs> yeah. Kind of like a little nervous there. Um, and, of course, she's been with the doctor, um, which plays into the theme of the entire episode, pretty much, from there on out. Um, at yeah. the school, um, she's having a parent-teacher conference, or planning to have a parent-teacher conference later on that day. Um, and then the doctor uh, peeks his head into the uh, teacher's conference room, and he says, Listen, I'm the new caretaker filling in for so-and-so. And right away, Clara knows that this means trouble. <laughs> like, there's got to be... I'm, I'm assuming caretaker in this sense is, is sort of like janitor for the school. Yeah, it definitely seemed to be janitor. For those of you in America like us, where caretaker <laughs> means, like, grave... Person? No, it's just. Well, what when in the in the uh, Doctor Widow in wardrobe that kind of seemed like the right use of the word for what I, how I understand it. But, but yeah, the caretaker in the school apparently was the what we call janitor or custodian. Yeah. Um. Anyways, <clears throat> so he's there. He's just kind of roaming around, um, and we have no idea what he's doing. Uh, we're kind of at Claire's perspective. He's being very mysterious. He's not letting her know what's going on. She's like, is is everybody in danger? The school in danger? Because you're not telling me what's going on. And he's like, oh, no, you're fine. But he, at the same time, he's wandering around the school planning these weird green slash red slash bomb-like looking things that were really scanners. He, he actually says something like... Um no, nobody's safe, and then he says, but very soon everybody will be safe, or something like that. Oh, what he was saying right? was, um, no, nobody is safe until you let me do my thing, <laughs> and then everybody's safe. Right. They will be safe yeah. if you let me do my thing, and there you go. Um, now, okay, so we, we've been kind of talking about what's the doctor's... Uh, catchphrase and i don't think he really has a catchphrase but he does have a couple things he comes back to and number one of them as we said before is shut up he says that he's said that quite a few times now yeah he said he said that a lot in this episode as well but the other one he says a lot is a thing he always refers to he, he always talks about a thing when he's talking about a plan or a device or whatever it is he always refers to it as a thing it's a thing and even clara does sometimes it's a thing, all right? It's just a thing, apparently. So we find out a little bit, or we kind of are um, hinted at what we're, uh, what he's there for, which is this weird-looking, stupid-looking robot thing, which, <laughs> which ends up killing a security guard. Hint, hint, killing, quote-unquote, a security guard. Yep. So we're back to that. But we'll get to that later. By the way, that what did you think this thing looked like? Uh, I, I had something in mind, yeah. but I just, I lost it. I, I was thinking, like, that um, that baby doll thing from Toy Story. That, that was, yeah, that's definitely, like, something it looked like, of course, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah. it, it kind of resembled a few things, but one uh, definitely it looked cheap, I think. Or uh, or uh, Dr. Loveless from Wild Wild West. Oh, yeah. He had, like, a spider legs as well or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the aliens in War of the Worlds, <laughs> except very well, small. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it did look very cheap uh, versus everything else we've seen <laughs> from the show. It was not. Yeah, it was a little low budget. It was not impressive. Um, <laughs> it was very cheesy, um, but that's all right. So, the doctor's—he's still planning things. He's—he's he's in the garden, and he's actually talking to Mister Pink, and he doesn't actually recognize him at all. Apparently, I have no idea how he does not recognize him. <laughs> Same he, last name. Well, the thing about this doctor—he has an issue with the human aspect of the doctor. He, he, he doesn't care as much about people, except maybe Clara. And so, like, if people die, he's like, oh, well, it was going to happen anyway, stuff like that. And then, so, apparently he doesn't remember Mr. Pink as well, that well, because uh, who, who cares, you know? It's just some guy. Just some guy. So, I, I, think that's, I think that's the idea, is this doctor just doesn't have that kind of mindset where he cares about things like that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he doesn't recognize Mr. Pink. And then he's still, like, wondering who she's dating. And then that's when the dude that looks like Matt Smith shows up. The guy has, like, Matt Smith's general hairstyle, kind of a bigger chin, and yeah, he's got a bow tie. <laughs> he had a bow tie as well. And he sees... And so the doctor thinks the doctor thinks that she's dating this guy and approves. <laughs> yeah, he, does, he, he immediately recognizes him as basically himself and he's like oh so that's why she's dating him is because he looks like me and then he's all dashful <laughs> and he's like oh you kids go have fun uh and then <laughs> she's like why are you acting weird <laughs> yeah um but no she was not dating him obviously dating mr pink and then there's this whole subplot thing going on with uh some kid finds the tardis but that's not really important yeah it, again he didn't really care that he gave away a secret to this random stranger little girl. <laughs> At this point, we are actually told what he's doing, which was doing the scan thing for the cheap-looking alien monster thing. He approves of her dating the Matt Smith person, and she thinks he's talking about Mr. Pink, so it gets really awkward. <laughs> and then he has an invisibility watch. Of course. Because who doesn't, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just inverting the light waves or something like that. And we're like, okay, whatever. It's a science fiction show. Why not? Um, and he does that basically so he can get up and close and personal to this robot, so he can uh, personally lure it back to the TARDIS, and then he can like decommission it, like like it's a Timbot. Um, that's, <laughs> that's what it is. It's a Timbot. Uh, so this is when the Doctor starts to try to find the robot and at the same time now i want to mention something here uh you remember when the the security guard guy was going to look for him uh when he went he, he was opening these gates and he went into this like storage closet area where the guy was hiding and that's where the doctor goes later but that whole scene kind of reminded me of the first ever episode of doctor who from 1963 um, the TARDIS was hiding in a very similar storage area as that room. It looked very much like the same place. Oh, okay. So I wonder if that was supposed... And that was also 
close to a school, I believe. So I'm thinking, I'm wondering if that was on purpose supposed to be the same place or not. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Clara, I guess, is trying to find him. And then Mr. Pink is also starting to piece things together. He's finding those objects, uh, those scanner things that the doctor left behind. He's finding them, and uh, so he's pretty much following in the footsteps of the doctor as well. So they're all kind of coming together all at once towards this middle point of the episode where the doctor pretty much fights with the Timbot. Um, <laughs> it looked like, uh, did, did the robot, like, trick the doctor and replace all his scanner parts in that room? No. The, Danny picked up one of them when he was looking for the doctor, so it was out of place. Yeah, okay, anyways, uh, the doctor temporarily gets rid of Timbot, but it's only temporary, so they can live another day. <clears throat> but at this point, Mr. Pink has seen, like, everything. And there's no going around it this time. Um, the, the, by the way, the thing that you keep referring to as a Timbot is called a Scovox Blitzer. Sure it is. I call it a Timbot because it's easier to say than that. <laughs> <laughs> but now they're, they're all in this gym together, and they're kind of just arguing like uh, Mr. Pink. He's like... What are you? Are you her father? And then he was like, "How can we be her father? We're the same age." And <laughs> even though when we look the same age, when we look the same age. He's over two thousand years old. Whatever. But uh, right. But now it's all confusion and awkwardness. And basically, she has to tell him, Mr. Pink, that she's had these amazing adventures with the doctor and so mr pink is kind of feeling a little left out because she's had all these amazing adventures and has never told him any of them and he is her boyfriend that she loves dearly apparently <laughs> but he's basically taught everything at this point of who the doctor is what the tardis is and la di da di da just kind of the uh cliff notes version and mm -hmm. uh he still ha wasn't feeling very trusting at this point because he's Mr. Pink and he has, like, in extreme trust issues. And uh, so somehow Clara gets her, her, the invisibility watch, gives it to him so he can invisibly prey on them as they go about their time traveling. Spy. Yes. Well, I don't think they were going to – I don't think she was planning on doing any time traveling, but – uh, she was just going to have a private conversation with the doctor, and he was going to spy in on that to see if, if, you know, she's a different person when she's with him, basically. Yeah, if she doesn't go in there and start making out with him and stuff like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he, he, the doctor knows he's there. <laughs> he, yeah. He's got a really good, I don't He's know. a time lord, so he knows these things because, you know, time lord stuff. <laughs> yeah, Time Lord stuff, and so Mr. Pink figured it out that, you know, he knew he was there at all. This is a really interesting scene because the doctor's yelling at him to get out of his TARDIS, and they were yelling back and forth, um, saying, you know, you're all high and mighty, you're an officer. He's like, I'm not an officer, get out of my TARDIS, and he's like, yes, sir, yes, sir, ooh, all being sarcastic. And this is the most emotion yeah. I've actually seen come out of Mr. Pink. <laughs> yeah he's really so, he's just well, kind of like oh, well. that's, that's the thing though he's a military guy and so things things involving that and he seems to regret 
that whole military experience. And so that aspect of him is is personal to him. Yeah, it was actually so, very important for that scene specifically because of the fact that he's a soldier. And again, yeah, with the doctor hating soldiers. Yeah, you remember uh, in another... Like, yeah, you had... Uh, the episode in the previous one where he said you can't come with me because I'm a soldier or because you're a soldier, right? Yep. And then and then they had when Clara went into the doctor's barn, it sounded like his parents wanted him to be a soldier or his dad did. And his mom was like, No, he's not gonna be a soldier. He's gonna be a time lord or something like that. I didn't think or that's gonna... how it was. I thought it was a yo, you'll never be a time lord like the kid wanted to be a time lord, like Oh, you'll never be a time lord if you keep bloody bloody blah if you keep staying up. Well, I, I don't remember what it was exactly, but I do think they mentioned something about being a soldier in that scene. And then obviously the whole Danny Pink thing. So I think there's I think that's going to play in more to the season than we thought about how the doctor really is a soldier because of the time war and and stuff before that as well. And he always turns his companions into soldiers. They've done that before with how Martha was about to like nuke the planet because of the Daleks. Remember that? Yeah. And 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 uh, the Daleks were saying, "See what you do. You you turn all your companions from innocent people into soldiers." You know? Yeah. And and the Doctor didn't like that. He, that that's what he was doing. So I think they're kind of probably go into that a little bit more this season as well. So what happens next is well. Mr. Pink and Clara, they have the actual, the parent-teacher conference thing. Now, that's what's going on now, which is a shame because that's when Mr. Timbot shows back up. Um, <laughs> Pentagon <Skovox> destruction. <laughs> what? Skovox Blitzer. Yeah, I'm not saying that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Something about the Blitz, uh, Blitzer, uh, Blitzen, I don't know. Wolf Blitzer. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Wolf Blitzer. He is back. But, yeah, so now the Doctor has to destroy that, and so he needs the help from Clara. I guess that also means Mr. Pink has to join in, too. Now, that's when the first time you really think, oh, maybe he is going to become a companion. Because yeah. they both get, stand up at and, the same and, time. In a way, he sort of was. In a way, he sort of was this episode. But I wouldn't call it official yet. No, I, it seemed to be like a hint. Like, them yeah. both standing up at the same time and following the Doctor, that's very companion-y stuff. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, they have to go and destroy it. And what, how they basically do that is, well, see, the Doctor has rigged up something that kind of looks like a Ghostbuster pack, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, yeah. like a backpack made out of metal and wires and stuff like that that's what it basically is yeah yeah and he has this uh radio that's hooked up to it that allows his voice to transform or something and it fools the timbot uh wolf blitzer into thinking he's one of them All right and not 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 just one of them but he's like the uh, leader the robots general yeah the general of his commanding officer the soldier yeah <laughs> um mm -hmm. And he basically yeah. So that's another another aspect of imagery there. I think symbolism. He basically tells the thing to stop, and I guess it takes that the wrong way and says self destruct, which I guess is a bad thing. So 
In comes Danny yeah, Pinkman. Yeah, remember they said, he, or, remember that thing has enough uh, power to destroy the planet? So self-destruct's probably not a good thing. Yeah. So in comes Mr. Pink, and he does this front flip over the robot <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. And uh, the doctor goes back to telling it to stop, and this time it actually stops, and then they kick it out into outer space, basically. Mm-hmm. Before the episode ends, Mr. Pink tells Clara that if the doctor goes beyond his limits and does uh, tells her to do something she's uncomfortable with, that she has to tell him, and if she doesn't, they're through. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. It's probably going to happen. Yeah, it's probably going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and that she's could, probably not going to tell him. That could be Stephen Moffat's contribu- con- uh, contribution in this episode, as well as what we see next. Right, and the next thing we saw was the epilogue, which basically shows heaven once again, and it says that security guard. Basically, we're seeing the same thing over and over, different people. Now, they actually gave it a name. Yes, this time. they did. You did. That? Yeah, they did. Uh, the uh, the Nether Sphere, yeah. So this heaven is also called the Nether Sphere, and that sounds like a planet to me. I don't like know. they had the Ood Sphere at one point. You remember? I don't know. The Ood the Ood Sphere was the home planet of the Ood's. So is the Nether Sphere the planet of Nether Earth? <laughs> it's some kind of planet. I think it's some kind of planet. And Missy, who we saw like for a split second this episode, she must be like. <laughs> the god of this nether sphere. I'm guessing. Yeah, well, maybe not god, but she's a she's a uh, in charge. And that's how it ends. And that's the end of the episode, which gave us plenty of hints to what to to come, which of course is heaven, and which of course is uh, Mr. Heaven. Pink's- you got heaven. You've got the soldier thing. Um, you've got more of Danny Pink probably gonna play into the story more. He's probably gonna join the crew next episode or something. Yep. Um, did you know? Did you notice the doctor mentioned uh, River? He did for a split second. Yes, he said they got into a fight. Now was that okay? The doctor spent a month living among otters, and after he and River Song had a fight that caused him to sulk. <laughs> That's what it says <laughs> on the TARDIS wikia. So. <laughs> Well, I don't know if that was re- a recent thing or if he's talking about something in the past because we don't we don't know if River has seen the twelfth Doctor yet. Right, and if she did, although she has, because everything that happens already happened. So. Well, she, I don't <laughs> know. I mean, you gotta think during the library sequence. You know, she's seen all the faces, but this isn't one of the faces she's seen. I don't think, at least. We don't know. We don't know. At that point, I don't think yeah. though. So though. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I really have no idea if we will see River because at this point, usually in a season, we've seen her. Well, she's usually either in the premieres or the finales or if there's like a a, a, a half-season finale, then she's sometimes in those as well. Um, but since she wasn't in the premiere, I could see her showing up in the finale. Yeah. Here's but the- otherwise, I, I don't Here's the thing about Peter Capaldi, though. Like, I'm warming okay. up to him, but I don't love him. Right. He's one of those guys where I'm like, okay, he's this character on this TV show. Like, I, I mem- uh, he's memorable. He, I can recognize him, but I don't love him. He's just... I like watching him, he's just but basic... I don't like him as much as a character. He's just... 
he's basically just the main character. I just, I don't know. I, I The other ones just shouted doctor, no matter what. Like, they just shouted doctor. And this guy, I don't know. I just, I don't really feel it. I, I accept well, it, but I don't I really feel it. Feel, I definitely feel him as the doctor, but he's one of the weirder ones. Definitely in line with, like, the fifth or first doctors, where they're a little bit more serious, but... They have their moments, and but it's not, they're not quite goofy, but they can be funny when they don't realize it. Something like that. I don't know. I really don't. It's. What the heck am I hearing? I'm hearing weird noises. I made a fart sound. Okay, that was probably it. No, <laughs> I, I was also hearing, like, knocks. Well, that's how I'm feeling about Mr. Peter Capaldi. The episodes this season? While I think they... I like that better than last season. The beginning, uh, first half of last season, you mean? Even the second half, I, I just, I think it's better written. It's got a better, uh, strong thread through it than last season. It's, it, it doesn't feel quite like what you would expect a normal Doctor Who season to feel like, but it's working for what it is. Yeah, I, I think it's got a good thread. It has a very good mystery with the heaven part, and that's what's mm-hmm. holding the most strength over it. And the secondary, of course, is Mr. Pink. The whole soldier thing, to me, is starting to get a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the episode's main plots, they're strong enough. They... Mm-hmm. I don't think... Well, here's the, th- I don't know. here's the thing. Stephen Moffat has ha- played a part in pretty much every episode this season, so that could be the main reason that this season is better, because he's credited as a writer on almost, almost every episode. Yeah. And he writes good episodes. So, <laughs> I mean, that could be that could be the reason that this season has a, a strong stronger quality to it than the last season. But uh, it could also be because last season they were kind of, it was kind of a split up thing where it was almost like two mini seasons with the pointless return of Amy and Rory. They could have been gone before that. Although Definitely. I like their exit episode a lot. And then the starting of the whole Impossible Girl thing. They, I think they probably could have just dedicated, well, the whole season to the Impossible Girl and made that more of a strong story last season. It kind of split it up, and it wasn't very strong because of it. The thing is, ever since they solved the, the Impossible Girl, the mystery of Clara, ever since we solved that, the importance of her role, I don't know, it went below Amy. And I always thought when there was the mystery of that impossible girl, I always thought, it always occurred to me, like, she's kind of cooler than Amy. Like, she's really, really cool because of that. Especially especially in, like, uh, the name of the Doctor, uh, in that whole intro scene where you see her going throughout his time stream and saving yeah. the Doctor. That was really cool stuff. And, and then, like, the... The whole, uh, like, um, the Dalek Asylum and the Snowman episodes, those were definitely her strong points. And um, now she's not as interesting. She's just a normal companion. She doesn't have a mystery to her, but she does have an important role in the show, and that's bringing humanity into the Doctor. That's what all the companions right always seem to have, though. Well, not really, though, because the other Doctors, they were more compassionate to humans. This doctor, he seems to have a disconnect from that. 
the first Doctor was kind of like that, too. I think that when he's traveling with companions more, he's going to... Maybe even with more companions, the more companions he gets, the more human he's going to feel over time, too. I don't know. But I think that's mostly important. Like she said, she even said in the episode, without me, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have a conscience or something like that. Uh, or was I think yeah, or... she was making a joke though. But she's basically saying she's the one that's that's making the moral choices for the doctor when he doesn't always see that kind of stuff himself because he's kind of inhuman. Obviously, he's an alien, but he's more alien this season, I think, than uh, previous doctors were. It's possible. I just I don't know. Like technically, she's got an important role. I don't know. It's it's just very different than what we're used to, and I liked what it was before, and now it's just like normal for me. Um, and uh, now now I'm kind of missing, you know, I Amy. Think the problem with her this season is is the Danny thing. Um, her story is tied to Danny's story, and so it kind of draws away from the her role her. Uh, connection with the doctor and which I, I know they're doing that on purpose because they be because in the past ever since like the eighth doctor there's been this sort of idea that the companion is not just the companion but sort of the doctor's girlfriend but not really you know <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> so that's that's i think they're trying to move away with that that's why they got an older doctor that's why they're giving her a boyfriend i i, I think that's what they're trying to do but it also makes her less important. It's almost like Danny is more important than she is this season, you know? Almost, yeah, because he's the one that holds the mystery, in my opinion. So, yeah, suddenly he's more interesting than she is. He's more <laughs> yeah. interesting, but I think she's a better she's a better character. Yeah. So, but I don't I don't think she's getting that potential because of his story. I think the show has a lot of strength off of unique mystery. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't have unique mystery, and in fact, it really didn't last season for the first half because, for the most part, it was just those yeah. special episodes. No, no real mystery. Nothing tie them together. So, it was uh, we had that overall feeling that it wasn't all that great? Um, yeah. But when it has the those episodes things, the episodes were actually really well done. But there was nothing special about them. <laughs> all right, and then when they put the mystery in there and they tie them all together then it does feel more like Doctor Who. And just in general, the mysteries, if they are written well enough and they're very uh, intriguing and stuff like that, then it's the mm -hmm. the more the better uh, for the story. That's what I think. Okay, then. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. No, yeah, the next by episode's the, on the 4th. By fourth. the way, um, there is a release date on the Season 8 Blu-ray, and that is... December 9th in the U.S. It's gonna be it's gonna be in November in the U.K. But it's December 9th in the U.S. Uh huh. It's gonna be in November in the U.K. Yeah, it's like November 18th or something like that in the U.K. Interesting. But after that, there's still the Christmas special to look forward to. And what what we didn't yep. mention was the prequel to the first episode. Right, right, right. We just saw the uh, Deep Breath prequel. It aired before. Um, it aired before the Deep Breath in, in cinemas, and they just released it on Blu-ray for the uh, deep special Deep Breath um, single episode Blu-ray. And it's mostly recap. It's, it's Strax uh, 
telling you who all the doctors were in the past, basically. It's basically what all it was. And then at the end, uh, Miss Lizard Lady says, hurry, we need to get to London. Yeah. That's it. All he does is talk now, about the doctors. That's it. Now, I thought this was kind of similar to what they had before Day of the Doctor in the theater. With uh, They had one with Strax and then one with doc- both doctors. And it's it's not really a prequel in the sense that I mean, first of all, how is he going to know that there's a 12th Doctor? That doesn't make any sense. I, I almost think that this shouldn't be canon because of that. It's just it's a still special funny. I think, I think I think all the stuff that Strax says about all the Doctors is pretty funny. It's so just a special It's worth watching thing. for that reason. Yeah, it's just, yeah a, it's just a fun little thing. Nothing really not important. Necessary. I, I, I think if it was more important to the story, they would have released it online earlier, but... I was hoping to see yeah. something better than that, really. But it was like, okay, whatever. It's just a big recap thing. All right. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, you can't. You got to think about it. There's not much they could have done. What they could have done is shown how the dinosaur swallowed the TARDIS. I think that would have been a cool thing. Yeah. Maybe shown what was happening there. Right. Shown what was happening between when the doctor says, "Do you happen to know how to fly this thing?" and them landing in London with a dinosaur eating the TARDIS. Yeah. Show what happened show what happened in between there. How did how did the dinosaur get so big or was it just that big anyway? Stuff like that. Yeah. Still fun to watch, so if, if you got a chance you could check that out. Yeah. So anyways, uh Yeah, that was the episode. Uh next week is uh the episode will be on the fourth of October, which means the podcast will be up somewhere around the fifth. We've got six more episodes. Other than that, we will check in next time. Give us a comment on Stitcher, WordPress, Podomatic, iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, all those. Um, uh, the username is Soto Podcast. Unless you're on iTunes, you could just search our podcast, Malone on the Outside. Um, follow us on whatever you want to do. Um, and we'll see you <laughs> next time. My name is Dave, and I was the Time Lord today. And with me was Andy, who is the companion. Uh, well, See you next week. Peace out. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Smaller on the Outside. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and visit our webpage at sotopodcast.wordpress.com.